Somebody called me on the phone, said these other three guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about the end of the century. Well, the <coughs> year is um, 1980, right? Um, came out on February 4th. So we just passed the anniversary. Yeah, we just passed the anniversary this very month. Wow. Should have recorded this a week ago. Yeah, we could have done it on the day and date. And um, the songs on it are Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio, I'm Affected, Danny says, Chinese Rock, The Return of Jackie and Judy, Let's Go, Baby, I Love You, I Can't Make It On Time, This Ain't Havana, Rock and Roll High School, All The Way, and High Risk Insurance. Just so you know what album we're talking about. In case you thought we were talking about the album with I Want to Live, <laughs> you'd be wrong. Now you know where we are. Um, so, uh, it's the 80s. It what is the 80s. Is. This is the first record that uh, Johnny relate, rates below an A. Uh, end of the century only gets a B. <laughs> it gets weird though. Nothing is bad on this record, and I'd like to hear it with different production. It was the first time we had to write an entire album from scratch. He's kind of wrong in that first sentence, like right off the bat. He's wrong when he says what in that first sentence? Nothing is bad on this record. I, I agree with the assessment. <laughs> I, I sort of agree that the it, it, you can't you can't separate what's bad about this record from the production. Like if it had different production, it would be a totally different record. There are songs on here that are recorded in such a bizarre manner and so highly produced that it's hard to imagine if they had the stripped down production, what they'd be like. So I see where Johnny's coming from when he says he'd like to hear the song, you know, the songs with different production. Uh, sure. I mean, we're talking about Phil Spector, who's this like super duper producer who does all this fancy business. And we're talking about a form of music that's known for being stripped down. And when we're talking about, you know, the first album being recorded for like a little over six grand and this one being like a $200,000 record, which was an insane, it's an insane amount of money now, but it was an insane amount of money to spend recording, not just a record, but a remote record. Yeah, that's true. This is also Phil Spector that is several years away from his his peak. I mean, everything he did, or the majority of stuff he did in the, what, 50s, 60s? He was around the 50s, I think. Mm -hmm. um, it was all amazingly produced. Great songwriter. Um, but this is, I think this was even like 10 years since he did um, what, Let It Be by the Beatles. I think that was seventy. That was pretty far from where he uh, started. Definitely. Yeah, the Ramones do not benefit from the wall of sound. No. No, just that term, even, and that concept. Doesn't it just seems antithetical to what the yeah. Ramones are about? Because, <laughs> like, stripped down is the opposite of, of wall of sound, I would think. And, I mean, you can debate, did it work, right? Because on the one hand... This was an attempt to make a super commercial Ramones record that would chart really high, and it did chart higher than any other Ramones record. So you could argue that it's kind of sort of worked because it was their biggest commercial success. It almost hit the top 40, 
but it didn't quite, and it certainly wasn't the um, giant smash hit that they wanted it to be. So whether or not it worked is open to interpretation. But, um, I mean, you know, th- a good example of what Johnny's talking about is imagine the Baby I Love You without the strings and the ridiculousness. It would be, like, totally different and cooler. Yeah, that's that's the worst cover. But it could be cool. You know, it, it's not a bad song, and it could be awesome. It's, like, the worst cover because of the production. I, yeah, I also well. disagree with that one, because I think we haven't got to uh, Time Has Come Today. I will take I'll take Baby I Love You over, uh, over that one any day. I, I agree that that is also bad, but it's not Baby I Love You bad. What do you think, Jerry? I, I don't think Baby I Love You is that bad. I, I think it's bad on a Ramones record, but I think just listening to it, I, I could sit there and listen to Baby I Love You and just be completely fine with it, with Joey singing it, with the strings. I, I just think, and put in the context of a Ramones record, man, it just it doesn't fit. Uh, it's very <laughs> odd in that regard, but the song itself is one of the best songs yes. ever written. Well, okay. It, it's a great, it's a good song. Um <laughs> What about time has come today? What do you, what did you, you were making a face when they were talking? About uh, no, no, that's today. just a terrible, I mean, time has come today is just a terrible song, um, you know, and uh, a bad cover on another bad record. But All right, that's weird, but we'll talk about that later. It is weird, but Good. it's foreshadowing. Right. <laughs> I think I'm going to be the... Am I really in the minority on that one? I, I like, like time, time has come, come today. today. I don't think that's a bad song. I don't oh, think it's yeah. an inherently bad song. All right. What about the Angry Simone's version? Cares. I, I don't. I think, thought Pat I only liked the song. dictator's version of Pinhead. I don't like the original or the Ramones cover of "Time Has Come Today." Yeah. Really. So. I thought you were going to say everything was positive always, John. John, I mean, you were. You have to. You I said you were going to look for the best in everything. I know. You actually called that a responsibility. It's a responsibility, and I mean that's that's what I've learned from the Paddington movies. Is we have to look for the best of everybody, and we'll find it. Well, you're on the fifth Ramones album, and you're already. Disgruntled a little. Not on, not on this album. Okay, so it's in the future. Yeah. I get it. Fair enough. You know, it, it's still you know we can get into the individual songs, but just going back this morning again and listening to this record, it is amazing because I listened to a remastered version of it, and there is just nothing you can do to clean up some of this shit. Uh, you know, the absolute just garbled mess that some of these songs turned out to be (laughs) you know i mean in a lot of them not even good songs but you know some of them certainly hurt by the production on this on this album um but it 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 really is tough to listen to yeah i mean there i was gonna say this record does nothing for me but there are a couple decent songs that just like the Return of Jackie and Judy, that would have been totally fine with somebody who understood punk rock. The recording. I mean, I don't think there's any bad songs on this album. I just think the recording makes it so that it's not the, an album that I tend to listen to. Um, but I don't dislike any of the songs. I mean, I just think that the... Um, you know, This Ain't Havana also, like The Return of Jackie and Judy, if it didn't have that weird, like... I don't know how to describe that weird... Uh, that bassy, like... Wow. For the song, like if it was recorded differently, it would be classic Ramones, I think. I think the the one song on this record that is that kind of does strike that balance between Phil Spector and the Ramones is maybe 
I can't make it on time. Or all the way, maybe. Kind of for the on the um, the production level, what I think works the most is do you remember rock and roll radio? I feel that song just lends itself thematically and musically very well with the Phil Phil Spector yeah, but production. Fuck those horns, man. See, I like uh, it. I do. I do not like. Like we just talked about watching watching that song or listening to the, to the live versions of that song. Uh, just stripped down with with a nice uh, you know with a nice bass line being played and no, no horns. <laughs> it, it just okay. I, I would I that would bass line didn't come in until much later. On the demo version, they're not playing the the bass line, I don't think. I mean, it's sort of like we were talking before. We don't know. We didn't personally firsthand experience putting on this record in 1980 after being Ramones fans. We all had heard these songs at the same time. We heard all the hits. And so it's hard to imagine how much of a jolt it must have been hearing that first song. Um I agree with John that it is an interesting thought that because of what the song is about, maybe people heard that song and were like, okay, well, this is about um, a different era and the horns or whatever. But then um, when the album moves forward and you um, continue with this weird production, it had to just be a real shock to their fans. Um, but yeah, do you remember Rock and Roll Radio? I sort of, I sort of can see that because of the idea of the song and what it's about, maybe the production... That's the only one I feel is elevated by the production. I feel the production hinders or does nothing for pretty much every other song on the record. I mean, you take one of the like one of the best songs um, on the album, Danny says, and like the um, production's just kind of obnoxious because that song should be like super stripped down, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first Ramones record I don't like. There are some good songs, but I when I revisited this album the, to get ready for this episode, it's like, I can't wait to record this episode so I can not listen to End of the Century anymore. I, I, I love this record. I mean, this is easily top five for me, if not top four. You? This album is so good. I, all the songs are amazing. I, I, I think all the songs are amazing, too. I sort of, I do. I, the production makes it, a challenge to listen to because it's just so goofy. It's just a goofy sounding record. I'm affected. That song is not. I'm Let's a, I'm go. Affected, affected. Yeah, those yeah, are bad. Songs. I, I mean, they're bad songs. And I, you know, I, I I like their I like Chinese rocks. Uh, Chinese rock. I, I like. Uh, you know, that's. I, that's the best and, song on the album. Right? Yeah, and Chinese that's rock, the preferable gets. version. Uh, uh, it's a tough one. Chinese rock. It's it's the classic. I'll say that. Well, it's the biggest hit, but I think it's the best song. Yeah, I think Chinese Rock's it's... a bigger hit than Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio? Yeah, yeah, bigger. I would they agree. They with both that. are. Bigger They're both rock and roll high school. Oh no, no, not at all, not at all. I forgot. But I always, yeah. I think Rock and Roll High School on the that, uh, yeah. on a subject of uh, production that you can hear the difference between the Rock and Roll High School performance from the movie version and this one. Definitely. Um, they're they're drastically different. Boy, do I love the version in the movie with PJ Soul singing. It's yeah. It is, that's such a good song in the, in the great, movie. In the movie. Great moment, moment in film history. Um, and PJ Soul's, not to get too into Rock and Roll High School, because I think we're going to do a commentary. Are we still going to do that? Maybe? We should definitely do that. We should do that. Yes. But um, PJ Soul's was in both Halloween and Rock and Roll High School, she has, like, the non-nude scene, nude scene. Like, in Halloween, there's the scene where, like, <clears throat> it's, like, 
you just almost see her nipple in like the one frame and then she also has the non-topless topless scene it's like that's what she did in the 70s was non-topless topless scenes sort of the pj souls thing but i digress um chinese rock is like just an incredible song of course the heartbreakers version came out first even though um you know dd wrote the song well that was uh due to johnny rejecting the song yeah. correct yeah um Definitely a cool song. It's weird when you're a kid and you hear these um, songs about heroin and um, you know that certain people uh, in the history of punk rock were into heroin. But then like when you actually get involved in the subculture and you actually see that heroin's like actually there, it's sort of strange. And it's definitely been um, a big issue over the years in, um, in all types of the subculture. Like, I remember the first time I saw heroin, I was like, oh, this isn't just, like, in songs. Like, people actually use heroin. And I'm not talking Wonder Woman heroin. Because <laughs> that's also heroin. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're doing well here. Um, John said that he was really about songs where the Ramones talk about the Ramones. And Danny says might be yeah. the pinnacle <laughs> of that. It's Dude. sort of like... Um, it's a lot to like in this record. Yeah. Yeah, because we got Danny Says. Um, great song. Um, well, not Chinese rock on this one, but subsequent live performances, Dee Dee is mentioned constantly. Yeah. Um, Return of Jackie and Judy, they're going to see the Ramones. I mean, This Ain't Havana and The Return of Jackie and Judy are both like... Sequel songs. Sequel songs, and we like that. We like continuity and sequels. Yeah. There really aren't enough sequel songs, and I, in, generally speaking. Agreed. And the Ramones put two on this one record. That's impressive. Well, we're talking about a band that referenced DDT twice on one record. So, yeah, they're good at that. But, yeah. no, This Ain't Havana and Return of Jackie and Judy are both cool continuations of stories we know and love. And um, I like the song all the way. I think that's, like, kind of when you talk about, like, Ramon's deep cuts, it's kind of a cool one. If there are, that's I mean, if, if you can consider any of the proper Elm songs deep cuts, I think you can. I think this year, because nobody listens to this record, so... Anything off this record would be considered a deep cut. <laughs> it's true. If it didn't end up on Mania and it's on this record. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. But then that's also like so many bands cover Danny Says because that's supposed to be like the, you know, like a deep cut Ramones yeah. thing. But it's how many covers of Danny Says are there? And that's like, it's a great song. It's such a dumb song to cover. Absolutely. Like, let's cover this song this band wrote about themselves. Yeah. Well, that's because... Who wants to cover high-risk insurance? I mean, I would. <laughs> I would like to be in a band that plays high-risk insurance. Uh, you? Yeah. I, uh, no, yeah. none of my bands have played high-risk insurance yet. Um, so. Keep dreaming. What about Let's Go? I think someone should play that. It's um, with its timeless um, themes about the military. That that's, was, that's, a, that's an interesting song. Lyrically, again, when people say the Ramones don't get political, I mean, that's not... I don't think that's like a super ironic song. Um I think Let's Go was a, a Tommy song that was written after he was out of the band. Um, I think you're right. Because he, he did have his contributions um, every now and again to the band after he left. And now I believe was one of them. Just reviewing this record here, I would love to know what was going on in Sweden at the time as this made the top ten on the Swedish album charts. <laughs> There's a lot of albums that were like huge in Sweden that like were only huge in Sweden, including the Gigi Allen and the Jabbers LP. That was like a smash hit in Sweden and only in Sweden. 
It's weird because the other Scandinavian <coughs> countries, 27 in the Netherlands, 36 in Norway, but Swedes were really yeah. good. Swedes are all about it. The album cover is um, really, really cool. I like the colored shirts. Oh yeah, there's a little, there's a lot of color there. Everyone has a different colored shirt. Like, what's the what's the idea? Is it sort of like um, like a tongue in cheek, like partridge family ish, like spoof, or is it like a legit like, let's try to make the Ramones look cute? Like, what is it? Take off the leather jackets, boys. Let's uh, let's make this more family friendly. Make this more family friendly. Well, they did make music videos for this, as we started talking about. Before that, you know, they had things that could be considered music videos, those promo videos that were made in 75 and 76, and then some of the clips from Rock and Roll High School or music video-esque. But um, Rock and Roll High School and Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio are their first, like, what can be truly described as music videos. They were intended for that format. What do we think of those music videos? We just watched them, so we should have opinions about them. We should. I mean, do you remember Rock and Roll Radio, as Pat pointed out, is sort of, and as um, Jody pointed out, it's sort of like video killed the radio star because they're watching television and not listening to the radio. And um, I was brilliant off mic. <laughs> yeah, we good, got home on best material out before we sat down. <laughs> yeah, we did. In the kitchen and in the living room. Yeah. But definitely a um, a couple of cool videos. Rock and Roll High School is a great, great video. Um, you have some super, super um, rambunctious activity. Because what's more anti-authoritarian than throwing an eraser covered with chalk across the room? I mean, that's an act of rebellion. Playing on top of a filing cabinet and then jumping down. In the classroom, listening to a boombox at your boom desk. Box, yes. Yeah. Dee Dee doing a concoction and making classic Dee Dee faces while he uh, blows the school to hell. I think the important thing to remember when watching that video is um, they're not students, they're the Ramones. <laughs> this is true. Also, in that, uh, that detention scenario, Joey was instructing the class for some reason. That is an interesting. Um, points. I think that um, it's sort of a fantastical dreamlike account of what the Ramones in a high school might be. And um, when the animation uh, appears on the chalkboard, then you know you're really not quite in a reality-based setting. Yeah. It, up until that point, it's totally believable. And then... It's totally believable. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is not realism. And then there's a pinhead. Then there's a pinhead, a cameo from a pinhead. Yeah. Which is... And, um, of course, the principal in drag, because that's funny. And, yeah, a very cool music video that we know and love. I agree. A couple of music videos. So what about the, uh, um, just because it, it, it has been referenced so much and it shows up anytime you're reading about End of the Century, the production of it, where... Uh, you have the gun, the Ramones being held at gunpoint per DD. Uh, yeah, then it gets softened. Like, well, there were guns around, yeah, but we weren't really held at gunpoint. He tries to clear that yeah. up, but that's part of the that's part of the lore of this record, or it was for the longest time. That you know, yeah, uh, um, you know, you're dealing with a <laughs> you know a, a lunatic at that point in time, and 
uh, Phil Spector as has come out recently. Uh, you know, he murdered the Ramones and then he murdered that woman. Uh, so, uh, I, I mean, you know, uh, it's funny listening to, to Dee Dee's, you know, account of him holding a gun to his heart and all that other kind of stuff. And then it basically being said, well, yeah, he has guns around and, you know, but he never really held anybody at gunpoint. But Well, certainly as a um, criminal defense attorney, I think that he would have been acquitted of um, any allegations of holding a gun on the Ramones, but it is an interesting story. Um, and he would, I mean, just the amount of time that they were held captive recording this probably was um, pretty close to being held at gunpoint, right? I mean, they would, like, just spent, like, hours and hours and hours overdubbing, like, tiny little pieces of this. And, I mean, these songs are still not long. And, like, <laughs> how long could it take to record this, you know? But yeah, the um, mystique surrounding, did they even play on all the songs? Were there studio music- musicians brought in? And then you talk about the crazy allegations of, you know, Phil Spector holding them at gunpoint. Who knows? Well, when there was Johnny's count, then he was forced to play the opening chord of rock and roll <laughs> high school uh, 37 times in a row uh, to get just the right sustain on the note. And then him saying he walked out and... He doesn't know who the hell played on the record because it wasn't him. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure on uh, "Baby I Love You" that's only only Joey. Like, I don't I don't think anyone else did anything. That's, that's what about the violinist? Uh, that was probably Dee Dee. He uh, made a, a cameo on that one, play the violin parts. That seems plausible. I mean, who knows what he's doing? I, I'm sure if he was still alive, he could make he would make that claim that he played the violin part on it. Or you just say he didn't? I, we just gotta gotta take Dee's word for. Well, since we're for all everything. big believers in the paranormal, why don't we take out a Ouija board and <laughs> see what we can find out here? Um, yeah, end of the century does have one of the best lyrics in the annals of Ramones history, which is "Ba ba banana." <laughs> Exactly what I was referring to. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was referring to. It's the end. The end of the seventies. It's the end. The end of the century. But pop pop banana. <laughs> That's a chart topper. If ever there was one. I mean, it's kind of funny that it goes, bop, bop, banana, do you like bananas? And then you sort of ask yourself that question, even though you already know if you like bananas. But you feel like since you're being asked directly, you have to respond. So I'm like, yeah, I do like bananas. You yeah, know? they're good. They're and the same So... And Jackie and Judy, not to interrupt, that was a little rude, because you were about to speak, and I just pounced. It's okay. But we learn a lot. Like, one of the cool things about continuation songs or sequel songs is, like, we learn these extremely important facts. Like, Jackie and Judy had to go to summer school. Like, can you imagine if that were a movie? You know? Jackie and Judy in summer school. That would have been incredible as well. So it's just sort of like, I had been wondering at least about Jackie. I wasn't wondering as much about Judy. For whatever reason, but then you find out that they're in summer school together. It's kind of cool. There's a lot of lore that can be explored in this uh, 
Do you think Jackie and Judy like bananas? I I would believe so, but I mean that's something that should be covered in the movie, right? I agree. That's one of the questions that I believe they would be asked. Just start working on a screenplay. Yeah. Just wish there was a third song about Jackie and Judy. Just know where they ended up. I just wish there was more songs about Stephen King and Alan Arkish on talk shows. <laughs> <laughs> like CJ's still out there plugging away. You could still get one. Is it a, okay so. time for me to ask the question I've been asking and no one knows the answer is when did it go from C space J-A-Y to C period J period? Or was it always C period J period but then on the shirts it was... They C- needed to fill out more space. They needed to fill out more space on the shirt. It's just weird. That he went be. from CJ to CJ. I mean, that could be it. Maybe it's just the space on the shirt. I can't remember any records or CDs that have them listed as CJY, but I did not actually look for that. It's our homework assignment between now and the future when we get there. <laughs> we got a while before we, we get ways to, to go the before CJ records. We get to the CJ records because he didn't even play on Brain Drain, right? He toured Brain Drain, but yeah. that was Dee Dee's last Audios record. Amigos. Not always Amigos. Um, Mono Bizarre. Yeah. Acid Eaters. Whatever. There we go. <laughs> Fun. I think Acid Eater was his first one. Mono Bizarre is the album after Brain Drain. And then Acid Eaters. And then, I don't even know. I think that's right, right? Isn't Mondo Bizarre the album after Brain Drain? And then Acid Eaters. And then Adios Amigos. We'll get there eventually, buddy. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> No need to look it up now. I think he was on, it's on a cover. Loco Live. That might have been his first one, uh, but we're not covering that. We're not covering that. What else do we have to say about End of the Century? I really don't want to talk about this record anymore. It's a really great record. Um, <laughs> and It's uh, not. It's I don't not understand. Every song's yes. good. Every song... Well, what is, so, okay, so what do you... such a weird... Every song is not I, good. I agree that every song is good, but the recording is so you. bizarre. No, it's not. Yeah. Every song is good. But so what do you okay. think about so, that? So we're the sensible people who don't hate the Ramones at the table. <laughs> yeah, it's you like know, weird. We're doing a Ramones podcast out of love, not out of hate. Like, I'm not... I'm not gonna like be on some metal podcast because I hate metal. And then I just on every song be like, "Oh, I hate that song." Meanwhile, like it's everyone's favorite. What what band did I say before? Crocus song. Yeah, Crocus, um, the classic metal band. The classic metal band. But um, this is a classic Ramones album. All the songs are cool. It's recorded weird. What do you think about that? Like, would you rather this album have had different production? Do you agree that the production is weird? Or do you like it? No, I mean uh, the production definitely is weird. And I, I feel like I can't say that I would like it with different production or not um, because the songs are how they are. They didn't play many of these songs live afterwards. Um, I think maybe like three of these were in their set list. Um, yeah. I, mean, I know Rock and Roll High School. I know that sounds better in a different with different production. Production doesn't bother me that much. It's just weird. Um, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but it could be better. I, I, yeah, speak up. I have okay. nothing to say. I'm so tired of talking about this record. They're all good songs. They're not all good songs. They're not. There is no way you turn on high risk insurance and say, "Oh yeah, that one's a pretty good one." Yeah, I love that song. Happened today. Fuck out of here. I love that song this morning. (laughs) Yeah, it is so fun. I can barely make it through the last couple of songs on this. You don't like um, this ain't Havana and the Return of Jackie and Judy and Chinese Rock and Rock and Roll High School and all the way and 
Danny says, and those are go. all great songs. Well, I just not, named well, okay, 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 step back. They're not all great songs. Okay, okay they're good. They are. They're good. So let's go through the track. Okay. Okay. Let's just go. Let's yeah. just quick go through a track. We're pulling back I'm from, from, from high risk right, insurance. Look, there's yeah, 12 songs. Okay, okay. we got 12. We're songs. just gonna. John and I are done because we think they're all good. Yep. Song number one. Do you remember rock and roll radio? Would be better without the horns. Yeah, I'd say good this song. version of it yeah. is it's a good, good song, song right? not a it's great a good song. song yes. right. I'm affected. No, not a no, great song. An absolute nightmare right. of a song. It's I wouldn't go that far, but not a good song. song. It's a, yeah, it's not a good song. It's not a good song. No. John and I are right. You guys suck. <laughs> Danny says is a great song, Great song. Right? Everybody? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, tried, I've said it. I've already been on record saying any song with a Get Smart reference is great. Well, yeah. I mean, and gets right. True. And so we should be doing a video cast like they're doing. Do you remember Rock and Roll Radio on the TV? Because Get Smart's a TV show. Okay. Um, that didn't even make any sense. Chinese Rock. <laughs> we all love Chinese Rock, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that the best song on the album? Yes. Like by consensus, at least? Or no? Rock and Roll High School? I, I'm going with Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio? That's my favorite. That wow. or Danny Says. Those are my Danny two Danny Says is such a great song. But it's so weird the way. Yeah. All right. I'm, I would go with Danny Says. As the best song on the album. Yeah. Uh, so, so you don't... Yeah, so yeah, we'll agree. Chinese rock. Chinese rock. Because you don't like the production, and the if ever there's a song on the album that's hurt by the production, it's Danny Says. It's so weird. Like, I find the lyrics just annoying to Danny Says to the point where I just don't give a fuck about it. I just don't think Chinese rock is a great song. Like, it's fine. It's okay. Chinese rock is, uh, like, one of the best Ramon songs. Yeah, that's, that's a... I don't even think John's capable of a stretch like that. I mean, and it's, John likes. It's definitely top wow. half. <laughs> top half, including the last few albums. You're all nuts. Yeah, it, I mean, it's definitely top half. I could be convinced top quarter. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't list out every song yet. This, I'm <laughs> sure that's going to happen. <laughs> but I definitely do like Chinese rock. I mean, Somebody called me on the phone. Said these other three guys don't know what the fuck they're talking. About. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Get to some of these other fucking The Return songs of Jackie and Judy, a great song. No, it's not a great it's song. It's a great song. It's, a, it's an okay song on a shit record. It's a great shit song. Record. A shit, shit record. A shit record is like record. anything in like, what, like the Megadeth catalog. Like there's no shit Ramones record. Um, or Iron Maiden or whatever other idiots like in this world. Um, the Swedes think of Megadeth. The, the Swedes, who cares what this, yeah. Yeah, who um, cares what the Swedes? Yeah, who cares what the Swedes think about garbage Megadeth? Ramones record in the top ten? This is a any country record. where always was is and always shall be sold so many copies that was okay by me. Um, let's go. That's a good song. Nope. Yep. God, guys. <laughs> Baby, I love you. Nope. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make it on time. I do like that one. That's a good song. Good song. Yeah, great song. This ain't Havana. No, not a good song. What? I mean, it's it's catchy in some parts, but let's be honest, it's not that good of a song. Guys. Pat likes this in Havana. I do. Um, I think that song probably seems better than it is being on this record. This record with all other great with twelve songs. like classic songs on it that admittedly are produced weird and recorded weird and I, engineered weird. Pirates and Insurance is weird not a and, classic song. Oh yeah, it's on one of the best Ramones albums. Oh, it's okay. the last song on the one of the best Ramones albums. Rock and Roll High School. We all love Rock and Roll High School. I don't love it. I like what? it. I love it. It's a great song. You don't love the song Rock and Roll High School? I don't love the song Rock and Roll High School. I, I, is... I, I like the song. I would never turn it off. But, it, you know, 
But this isn't the PJ Souls version, so. Yeah. Well, we like the PJ Souls version better. We all can agree on that. <laughs> and you can just skip the last fucking two. All the way is a great deep cut. I really like All the Way. <laughs> Pat, no? Yeah. No, he's going to say no because it's bad. <laughs> we know. Oh, now you guys are allies. <laughs> when we were talking about Loudmouth, yeah. you were like mortal enemies. When I got to listen to you and John spout off about all the great deep cuts on this record, no. Like high Risk Insurance isn't even a deep cut. It's just a cut. It's just a great cut. It's a great cut. It's a great... Yeah. yeah. I, right. yeah I de- now looking at this list and listening to it again, I definitely like this album much more than Road the Ruin. Oh, God. Get out of my house. Um... Road I mean, to Ruin is level. Road to Ruin is not as consistent of a record as this, but just with how ridiculously it's recorded, I have to go with Road to Ruin. I, I don't know I though, like that. I don't know. End of the Century has some hits on it. Most yeah, mostly like hits. So I guess Plus at 10. least three. You agreed on at least three or four because we have Chinese Rock. Danny says Return of Jackie and Judy and Rock and Roll High School. That's four. You got to give us four at least. We don't have to give you It's funny, I disagreed with two of those. You didn't even mention uh, I Can't Make It On Time, and that's... Well, that is a good one, too. Is that your favorite? It's between that and Danny Says, I think. Yeah, those weird guitar overdubs on I Can't Make It On Time, too. Yeah, those are weird. And I mean, they show up throughout the album, but it's one of the things that just... You just keep... Th- you know, the, the more I think of this record, I just think of that, that punched-in weird guitar overdub that just keeps happening. I mean, it's definitely an album that suffered from an attempt to commercialize um, an already commercial band in a way that didn't wasn't going to work. I mean, you're talking about a band that became famous for its stripped-down sound, and then you try to what was fancy it is, up. It's I, just I mean, not what... Like, uh, I guess, you know, I, I can't equate because this, this record came out three months before I was uh, born... Oh boy! Yeah, take that old. <laughs> oh ass. boy! Well, I mean, but, I wasn't even yeah, in kindergarten yeah, yet. Yeah, it was but, the year before kindergarten. But I me. guess, like, okay, when you listen to this record, at what point in time did this record sound good enough to release? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, well, like, I mean, like, but again, yeah. so that goes back to the did it work? On the one hand, it wasn't like the chart topper, but it was their highest charting record. So in Sweden. Um, no, here. It was but, their highest charting record. But did that have anything to do with Phil Spector and the way this record no, sounds? No, or did it, it have everything to do with that? was just kind of the wave they were riding. The and wave they were, they they were, were riding. About, they were going to peak with whatever they released and, uh, in 1980. And then it was, you know... Because it was the end of the 70s and the end of the century? Yeah. And, and, and because Paul Bartell and Day Young were in rock and roll and high school. They, they took the leather jackets off. Moms will buy that record then. Is this the end, the end of the episode? Please. Thank you for listening to the Halfway to Sanity podcast. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends there's even more fun to be had on our Facebook page at Halfway to Sanity Podcast.